What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Well, hello there. Welcome in to another episode of Bolt Brady and his bro. We're back to chat some preseason and previews for the NFL season here. Let's welcome in our guy Bolt. What's happening? We got the NFC East and the AFC East today. Yep. Actually, but today in general, I'm super juiced because my boy Billy Walter's book is supposed to show up at my house. Mm, you've been waiting on that. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Billy Walter's is, I was going to say supposed, but he's the best best gambler, sports gambler of all time. Most profitable? Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely tens of millions, but I think it might even be hundreds of millions of dollars. Did Phil Mickelson sign your copy and send it to you? No, that'd be legit if he did. But <laughs> I just heard an interview um, with Billy the other day, and they, you know, they of course brought up Phil Mickelson because for those of you don't that don't know, he was talking. Um, he and he and Phil used to work together um, because what happens is. There's people don't let Billy bet through them, the casinos. And so he would use people like Phil, who they consider to be a square better, not very good. And they basically say, hey, Phil, you can get down however much you want on these games, hundreds of thousands. So Billy would be like, well, let's go under your account, Phil. And you and I'll both put down like 200,000 each on the game. But anyway, the, the thing that was surprising out of this interview is Billy said, because Billy bets millions of dollars on games. Like the most he's ever bet, I think, was like three and a half million on the Saints Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. But for him to drop a million or a million and a half on a game's not a big deal. And he said that Phil bets more money than he does on games. Unbelievable. He said the most. So the person's like, has Phil put <clears throat> most chips on games than anyone you know? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. He, he has even more than me. Which means he's lost more than anyone. Well, that's why he said that Phil's lost $1 billion. And that's why Phil goes, hey, Liv, I'll take the 200 mil here. <laughs> Things are a little tighter than they should be. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's Phil's chips, you know? Um, and clearly, it's not like it's ruining his lifestyle at all. Um, the kids are still getting put through school. They still probably have million-dollar mansions. Phil's like, listen, I've got a ton of chips, and I'll do what I want with them. Yeah, yeah, Billy. I saw him on uh, Sports Center last week or something. He's promoting the book. He he looks way thinner because he had to go away. You know, he went to the pen for a little bit there for the insider trading stuff. Well, that was the thing. Yeah, that <clears throat> he needed Phil just to say no. He didn't say anything to me about it. And Phil goes, "I'm going to take the fifth. And Billy goes, "Wow, I thought we were friends because they'd been buds for like twelve years. They like golf together, and mm, it was like a five year time time window. It kind of showed. I think it was longer than that because I remember I saw a picture of he and Phil uh, Phil holding like the British Open um, trophy. When was that? That it, was, that was when like... Phil, Phil won that? He won that in like 13. But if it said they met like in 07 at like some sort of, you know... It was the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Okay. And then they <clears throat> their business relationship started like in, in 2010 and ran for like five years. Well, okay. Anyway, I think it was longer than that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, we can they hammer this they, out. They belong to the same club together in Palm Des. I mean, they, you know, that's those. That's the top, you know, half percenters. They they all know each other, and he and Phil were buds, and they obviously were going in together. How about this? So Billy was saying, because like I said, he can't get his own money down. So he had at his prime sixteen hundred different accounts. 
um, and that, you know, he would run. So, like, he'd use your name, my name, and then he'd run the chippers through it, and then he'd go. A lot of the times, he'd be like, okay, I'll give you 25% of the winnings. I just need your name to get these chippers down. Yeah. Yeah, I read some of the excerpts, you know, from the book that was coming out. And he's like, I use the beards, you know, they go in the casinos <laughs> and do the bets in there. But he's like, I need access to the bigger accounts, like offshore and stuff. So that's where someone like Phil comes in. Right. But what was interesting was was Phil, even after he's like, just follow my lead. We'll, we'll stick with some of the teams that you like to bet on. And, you know, he changed what Phil would bet. And he's like, eventually they even caught on. Like, you're winning too much here, Phil. Something's off. Yeah, exactly. You're not doing the, these stupid ass four game parlays anymore for two hundred thousand. So yeah, that's how they that's how they they nail everyone. Is like, um, nah, yeah, that's not. You're not betting like a square anymore. Are you talking to Bolt because you're winning <laughs> well, too much? Sounds like Phil maybe needed to talk to Bolt a little <laughs> bit there. Losing a billion dollars. Yeah. Phil, give me a jingle, bud. I'm still open. I know you and Billy aren't on good terms, but you can give me a jingle. Yeah, and then right before the you know, he started doing these book interviews, they they had Phil before like the last live tournament with like Bryson DeChambeau the day before the tourney and they were kind of just they knew they were being filmed. They're like, What do you want to bet? You know, let's <laughs> go, you know, let's go thirty K, you know, two man teams. And, oh you, really? Yeah, and I'm like, Oh. They knew they were being filmed though. Yeah, I mean, it was just for like a live, you know, feature thing, whatever. But there's someone's phones out. But Phil, Phil just likes to throw the chips out no matter what they're playing. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a boatload, you mm-hmm. know. So anyway, so that that's that. I'm excited. Uh, it's supposed to show up today, so that'll be legit. I'll probably read it in one night. I can't see myself putting that bad boy down. <laughs> Well, Phil's just one one chapter, you know. No, I know it's not it's not about Phil. It's the, just Billy in general. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, what would you like to kick off first, the NFC East or the AFC East? Let's go NFC East, the big NFC East. And what do you want to chit about there? What are you thinking about the NFC East? First thoughts. First thoughts is can Philly be as good as they were? I think they'll be good, but uh I've got Dallas winning this division. Well, hold on there, big guy, and we'll get to where I'm thinking that. But first on Big Philly, I tend to agree because they actually go from like the easiest schedule in the NFL to the hardest this year, mm-hmm. or one of them. Uh, and what do we mean by that? Well, last year they played a lot of rookies and backup quarterbacks, which is huge and not to take anything away from them but the schedule does come into play i mean you know that's why you know let's call a spade a spade the reason why tom and bill dominated so much i mean of course they were great but it's because their division was terrible and so they had an easier path that's kind of how philly had it last year they had an easier path um but yeah it'll be interesting because both their coordinators got plucked off the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator yeah i was the the o coordinator one's always big when that when the you know hertz made a big leap there and when you pull that guy and he goes you know went to the cold steichen it's kind of like i was josh allen you know when he lost dable to the giants it was a little bit of a downfall when he's had to work with Ken Dorsey last year. Yeah, you can I, I mean, I agree. You can't expect like, hey, this thing's just going to keep on trucking ahead when you start messing with the parts of it. 
Uh, not to say that you know they're not going to be good. They they do an awesome job drafting, and they're not stupid. They always get guys from Georgia. They revamped the defensive line again. Jalen Carter had his legal troubles, and so he fell down um, later in the first round than he was supposed to, and they snagged him. And then Nolan Smith is an edge rusher from Georgia too, and they grabbed them both in the first round. So. Philly's smart. They they have one of the best offensive and defensive lines in the entire NFL. That helps a tad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jalen Carter's a beast, dude. I mean, he he was at Georgia. He fell down to ninth, so he he's going to move some bodies up there. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> Those guys from Georgia don't mess around. No, and then they're smart in the sense that. You know, it's it, talking about their draft is they grabbed um, Tanner McGee, who's the quarterback from Stanford. So they go, well, we know Georgia balls on the D line and we know Stanford's got the smart guys. Let's get our quarterback from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not rocket science for the for some of these guys, but for some it is. Holy cow. Big Hertz got paid, too, in the offseason. He got the big contract. Well, that's my partner, and I've had his back the whole time. <laughs> I mean, some people were saying, um, Minshew, let's put him in over him. And, I mean, we like Minshew, but I was like, we'll hold the horses there a little bit. And uh, Jalen, I'm glad you got paid, bud. Had your back. Yeah, Minshew got shipped off to the Colts. He he was the starter for a quick second, and they already named Richardson the starter. Dude, don't worry. He'll he'll be the starter. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, when they when the Colts start off like the zero and four, the zero and five. Let's see what happens. Like, are they going to ride it out, or are they going to go listen? I mean, Minshew's better than that guy right now. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean that guy. He can throw the ball and hit the the roof of this the the dome. But right, like, yeah, can he play? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's unbelievable. So uh, Philly, well, like we said, we believe that they're going to have a strong season, but it should be con- taken in consideration the easiest schedule to the hardest. I think uh, now, do we want to address the Giants? And how I was I maybe the only person in the world last year that had the Giants back? Remember, I, I remember this one year ago when I told you they were going to ball and you started to laugh. Hmm. You don't remember that, huh? No, I do. <laughs> and I said, listen, guys, get ready for my boy, Daniel Jones. He's better than everyone thinks. And he balled for me. But no, uh, all seriousness. That, you know, when you have different coordinators every year and you don't have, and they're not good, and then you don't have playmakers around you except for Saquon, what are you going to do? Yeah. And he finally got some coaches and he balled. He got a good coach in Dable. Mm hmm. Um, what's interesting about the NFC East, which most people probably know by now, is there hasn't been a repeat champion in 19 years. That's nuts. Right? So, yeah, history is going against the Eagles on that. But what makes things difficult for the Giants is how about this? Seven of their first 11 games are on the road. Wow. Hmm. That's going to be tough. Um, Because one of the things that they had going for them last year was the injury bug never hit them, really. Um, And same thing with the Eagles. And that's large when teams don't get injured because some of these guys start to lose their top guys and it's ball game. Just pack it up. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll we'll get ready for the draft now. (laughs) But both those squads didn't have to face that. The one thing that I'm concerned about with the Giants is once again, like they might want to just give me the jersey to play receiver out there for them. I mean, we've got Isaiah Hodgkins and Darius Slayton and it's like, 
they're wide and they caught like Cole Beasley. <laughs> you know, they've got like these guys that could like maybe get it done. This like makeshift wide receiver group. Yeah. Cole keeps like hanging them up and keeps coming back. <laughs> right. Um, but then I do like that they got big Darren Waller. Yep. The tight end, the tight end from the Raiders. He was great when he was healthy too, though, but <clears throat> he, he was dinged up the last couple of years. He wasn't available very often. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, that's why you haven't heard about him. He hasn't done diddly squat in the last two years. Um, but yeah, if he's healthy, which he appears to be now because, uh, the last preseason game, the first series, Daniel's first three balls went to Darren. So um, for those fantasy people out there, you might want to keep an eye on big Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he made a jersey change, too, through on number 12, maybe. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's he's good if he, he's available, like we said. He just, you know, he kind of battled some mental issues and substance abuse, too. He just needs to keep himself on the field. Right, well, getting out of Las Vegas might help with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the Washington Commanders. Mm. <clears throat> wow, there's a lot of different things here. Eric Bieniemy for starter. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, you see some of those guys went to you know Rivera and were like, "Dude, he's coming at us a little harder than we like here." Dude, was that weak or what? That, that it went public? Yeah. Yeah. And dude, I mean, what do you mean he's going hard at you? I mean, you guys are like men now. Um, but yeah, for Rivera to like air that, I thought that was weak. I'm like, is he doing this on purpose? Because he can't be like that ignorant. Well, they there's some people that have played for him too. I think uh, you know Shady McCoy comes to mind. He 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 does like TV stuff now, and he's like, I warned y'all about this dude. You know, he's like, I was I was in KC and I was in his the groups and the offense. And he's like, he just does that old school in your face. He's like, dudes don't want to be talked to like that. Ah, uh, right. He's like, you know, the good good coaches can adjust through the different eras and the different personalities. And he's like, the enemy's just like, this is who I am. Get your ass in line. And some dudes are like, dude, get away from me. Wow. Well, luckily, the enemy's not coaching at the high school level. Jim Chris, they'd well, get rid of him. Yeah, he's got a lot to prove too here to see if he can kind of fly without Reed, you know, standing above him, giving him the plays or however they were doing it there. Well, it's always been a little weird and iffy why everyone's passing him up on head coaching jobs as they keep winning every C, every single AFC championship game and go to the Super Bowl every other year. Yeah, usually those coordinators get get a job, you know, within a year or two for sure. Well, head coach, look what happened to the Eagles coordinators. Mm-hmm. You know, see you later. We're out of here. But the enemy, it took years. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then they've got big Jack Del Rio as their defensive coordinator. Yep. Um, the one thing that's going for the commanders is they actually – there's these things that you can look at, at how much rest you have compared to your um, competitors. So they actually have like 12 days extra rest than the teams they play, which, I mean, think about that. That's huge over an 18-game season versus like I saw something with the Rams – where the Rams play like six teams um, that are coming off extra rest, meaning like, you know, they played like the Thursday night game. Yeah. And they don't have to play till the next Sunday against the Rams. And the Rams are going, wow, this is sweet. And the Rams played like a Monday night game. Yeah. So Philly at least has that going for them. No, uh, Washington. Or I'm sorry. Washington has that going for them. And then, uh, but the one thing for me is I'm like the Sam Howell guy. Uh, you know, the quarterback, he got named the, the first string and he balled at North Carolina. He set like all their records and stuff. 
uh, and big Jacoby Brissett's backing him up, but that guy's a little bit of a question mark here. Big time. You know, not to say he's not going to do well, but I mean, how is he going to do? You know, so that that's yet to be determined. Yeah. I mean, they do have, they've got a lot of new parts and some new coaches here. What's crazy is they were game off of making the playoffs last year with like Heineke in the patchwork from a season ago. Well, I know, but I mean, we kind of like Heineke, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's gone. I know. He went to Atlanta. We'll shit about that when he gets there. But the other thing they have going for him is their defense. I mean, they held Dallas, Green Bay, and Philly to their season lows uh, in yards gained. And, you know, everyone knows they've got the great defensive line. So they've got a pretty good defense. I mean, if this Sam Howell guy pans out, you know, they have a chance to be pretty good. They've got offensive playmakers like Terry McLaurin, even though he's got the turf toe right now. Was that, yeah, last night I was watching that preseason game against the Ravens. He kind of, he got dinged up a touch. Yeah, and I've had turf toe. Mm, Doesn't feel good. So yeah, Ron, Ron and and Jack, you know they they hang their hats on their defensive background. So their defense will be a strong suit for them. It'll be interesting to see if Bienemy can kind of get the offense where they compete and beat some of these NFC East teams and the other teams. Right. And then we got the big Dallas Cowboys, and you let the cat out the hat. I guess you think they're going to take the division. I do. I mean, them them winning the division is is not to say that they're going to have a deep playoff run because they they can win their division. They they throw up the eleven twelve win seasons, you know, here and there all the time. That's not that rare. They just never go far with it. So, what makes you think this year they're going to turn the corner? I just, I just think you know it is hard to repeat as a division champion. So if I'm looking at these four, Dallas is the next best option with that roster. Well, let me tell you why, buddy, because I'm in agreement with you, and let me give you a few reasons why. How about number one, Pop Belly Ezekiel Elliott is gone now. Mm-hmm. He can show that tummy somewhere else. Big New England, big New England. That's right. And we've got my boy Tony Pollard in the backfield. Wow, we've been chitting about Tony for a long time now. Coming off a broken leg from the Niner game though. But <laughs> but yeah, he's good. He he so his in his career he's averaged over 5 yards a carry and now he's finally going to be the bell cow and he can catch it out of the backfield cuz remember Ezekiel couldn't catch it. Um so this guy stand by for Tony Pollard. Hopefully he plays the whole season. Um, if he plays the whole season, I'm going to go on record as saying easily a top five running back this year. So that's what I think about Big Tony. <laughs> and and they also got from the Texans, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver. Um, that name might sound familiar to you because I always grab him in fantasy. I know. In the late rounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's a journeyman. You know, the, usually these dudes, you know, whatever, NFL, NBA, you're like, why do they keep hopping teams so much if they're so valuable? Well, that's a good call. But in his case, I think he's kind of got a little attitude problem that they keep under wraps. But he's a speedster and he can play. Like, you know, when he was with the Texans, no one really knows him just because he was on such a bad team. Mm-hmm. But he actually, he performs really, really well. So that's going to help things with big C.D. Lamb because that guy's already a baller. And I th- I'm expecting him to take the next step, like, where he gets mentioned in like the Jamar the Jamar Chase conversations with some of the younger bucks, I think he's t- it's ready for that now. Yeah, you've seen him even since year one. Like he's he's filled out a little more. He's he's not like super thin. You know, he's got a little more yokes to him. He's he's a good number one for him. Right. The one thing that's going to hurt the offense a little. I don't know about hurt, but what's different is Kellen Moore. 
um, the offensive coordinator. He went to the Chargers now. But McCarthy used to call the plays for Aaron in, in Green Bay, and the, yeah. that's his strong suit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's nothing new. I still think it's kind of tough for the head coach to call the the plays. I mean, there's guys that do it out there, like McVeigh McVay and Shanahan. But So it can be done, but that is a little bit of a difference. Now, here's the thing where they might come back a little bit. How about this? They were the first team since the Steelers in the 70s to go back-to-back leading the NFL in turnovers. And you know how that usually comes back to the mean a little bit? How about in the last two years, they've had 63 turnovers that they've forced? Yeah, I think Dak led the league last year in, in interceptions, and he was like four games less than the other guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm talking about the defense forcing Oh, they turnovers. force it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So the defense has done a really good job of getting turnovers. So, you know, is that going to keep up? I mean, three years in a row, pfft, you know, the odds against that. But can they even still be in, like, the top ten or so? Because that's clearly, clearly helps when you lead the league in turnovers. Yeah. Micah Parsons is a beast. Diggs is still solid. Well, and you remember Parsons was like hurt week 10, and he kept powering through it, which was amazing because I want to say it was like a hamstring or something. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so he was like hurt most of the, like the last third of the season, and he still balled. That guy's easily one of the best defensive players in the league. <laughs> in fact, the first nine games, he was the odds-on favorite to win the defensive player of the year, and then he got hurt. So, yeah, it'd be cool to see him play a whole season. He balls. Yep. So, I'm with you, buddy. I like the Cowboys, too. And then, where are we going after that? Different. uh, You want to go AFC East? No, no, I'm saying for the rankings. Oh, yeah. Eagles will take second. Okay. I'm with you there. And then, I'm going to go Commanders Giants. Yep. I agree with that. Okay. And here we go. Woohoo! Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like your babies are delicate, your little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code BOLT, B-O-L-T, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. Alrighty, let's get back to the show. All right, well, let's do the AFC East next. All right, then. Where do you want to start there? You want to start from the bottom up? We can start with we can start with the rankings of how they ended last year. So we could go with the big New York Jets. Oh, actually, was it New England? Did New England do worse than the Jets last year? I think they did. No, I think the Jets were worse. Okay. Well, then we'll start with the Jets because that's where all the talk is with Big Aaron, mm-hmm. your buddy. What do you think now? Uh, I've been watching the the hard knocks. I watched a couple of them with, with uh, I think he's coming across great. He seems like he's super engaged and a little more into the season. 
And I think he he does get a little bad rap. You can tell like the fellow players and the young dudes like him a lot. Yeah, well, they were talking about you know his age is obviously a big concern because he turns forty in December. But uh, I was reading that when Farb made the change to the Vikings after Green Bay, he was actually forty years old also. Um, and he set career highs in completions percentage and yards per attempt. Uh, so he came out balling. So I, I, Aaron's obviously going to be fired up to show people what he can do. For sure. I, they, uh, you know, the, the front office is helping him out here, trying to add some pieces to it. Well, he took the pay cut too, right? Yeah, he knocked off some chips. You I know. think it was some big chips, like thirty million, and they and so now he's got big Dalvin Cook, like we were saying before, coming in from the Vikings, mm-hmm. and then he's already got Garrett Wilson, the guy that got drafted out of Ohio State last year, and as the rookie, he had eighty three catches, eleven hundred yards, and four TDs. So right there, Aaron's already got better receivers to work with. How about this? Remember, you know, we were talking about how people are knocking Aaron, you know, for having a bad season. How about the wide receivers last year for the Green Bay Packers had 40 drops? Hmm. 40. Wow. You think that might affect your stats a little bit? Just a little. And how about Aaron and those guys? I mean, they've got to bite their tongue a little bit. Like when they hear all this, oh, this guy had a horrible season. You know, they want to come out and go. Dude, listen. I I mean, I like my receivers and stuff. Why don't you guys look at the stats? These guys had 40 drops. How about half of those are caught? What do my stats look like? <laughs> you know? I mean, people have clues when it comes to things like that. Yeah. No, I think he's he's juiced. I mean, they brought in Lazard and and Randall Cobb for him. It's like Cobb's getting a little old up there, but familiarity and just having some buddies around helps him in the locker room too well and how about his new offensive coordinator nathaniel hackett Mm -hmm. he worked with him too now hackett it sure didn't work for you at the broncos wow maybe one of the worst often or head coaches of all time yeah that's going to go down as a a terrible hire for sure (laughs) but he's worked with aaron as the offensive coordinator before at green bay so more familiarity so i think that does help you got big sauce gardener on the defense wow did that guy have a year yeah i like him i mean how about when you're an all pro your first year in the nfl that is pure domination yeah uh, and so their defense rocks. The question is the offensive line. Um, but, I mean, how about just the step up from Wilson to Rodgers? That is huge. But their schedule's hard. Like their first four games, I mean, they go Bill's first game out of the gates at home. Mm-hmm. I know they play the Dolphins in the first four. Um, I mean, that AFC East is just the gauntlet. Like, yeah. That is tough. A lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. But then there's also teams that aren't so great, like the big New England Patriots. Wow, if time's changed. <laughs> How about their over-under on games won this year is a whopping seven and a half. Wow. I mean, which direction are we going on that one? Well, <sighs> let me give you some facts, and you can maybe tell me after that. Well, first of all, they got rid of Matt Patricia. That was incredible. Yeah, as your as your O coordinator. I mean, how bad can that be? You know, you might as well just hire the PE coach from the elementary school to come in <laughs> and make the calls for you. So you wonder why they <laughs> you wonder because remember when you're in elementary and they just have the PE coach or yeah. the English coach as your basketball coach? Max, like, dude, this isn't cutting it out here. <laughs> no, it's dude, I go from 
Alabama to this clown gets serious. Well, then Belichick heard him and he goes, good call. Why don't we tap into Alabama and have big Bill O'Brien come in as our offensive coordinator? Mm -hmm. So Bill was the OC at Bama, but others might recognize his name because he was the head coach and general manager of the Texans uh, when Deshaun was actually having some of his best years. So huge upgrade at the offensive coordinator. Yeah, the the Bama OC role is kind of a revolving door. It's for guys that kind of revive their career. I mean, Bill, Bill's been been around. He did Penn State and stuff. Uh, but that should help him. He knows the offense way better than those other guys did. How about how about the Patriots were dead last in the red zone last year for TDs? So the red zone, as most people know, is once you get within the your opponent's twenty yard line. And how about once they got within the twenty yard line, they only scored a touchdown forty two percent of the time. Shoot, that is bueno. That's a small amount of field goals right there. Yeah, they're just they're a boring watch too, you know. They're just, they're, they grind it out and they're just not fun to watch. Yeah, they were zero and four against the Jets and the and the Dolphins. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, the Bills and the Dolphins in their own division. They were just getting smacked around. One thing that's interesting though is Big Belichick only has 18 more wins. Until he passes up Don Shula. I saw that. For yeah. the most wins. Um, too bad, Bill. It looks like that might take another four years to get to. <laughs> well, I think that's that's what makes this tricky for Kraft. Is like, how long are we going to watch this this show out here? Well, dude, he's going to have to let that, that record get beat. I'll tell you that. And, dude, that's... Well, Kraft's like, dude, I'm like early 80s. I'd like to maybe <laughs> go for one more of these. <laughs> so, I mean, at this rate, though, honestly, that's three more seasons. You know, there's no way, you know, 18 W's. Can he go nine and nine, two years? Maybe like an eight and then the 10 the next year. Wow. I mean, they'd be juiced if they but could do that. You got to make a bigger splash than like Juju Smith-Schuster and Zeke Elliott is like your free agent. Well, that's the problem is um, whoever's picking the wide receivers. It's they, just Bill has a big say in all these guys. Well, and Bill's used to having Tom back there and Tom can make it work with these no name receivers. Except when Randy Moss came in and there was just pure domination going on. But he's trying the same thing before, um, and it's not happening. Like Nikhil from Arizona State and stuff. I mean, that was a legit one. Harry, yeah. I mean, (laughs) these guys are just garb. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and think about that. You know, how about Mac has to sit there and listen to how poorly he played last year? And he's like, dude, I've got Patricia. Look at my weapons. And you guys want me to ball? Sure. I give those guys props for biting the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then we got the big Miami Dolphins. Yep. Exciting team. Tyreek and Waddle at wide receiver. Uh, They played so well last year that it was the third most combined yards by a wide receiver duo in NFL history. Yeah, Tyreek was off to like that maybe the the 2000 mark potentially there for yards. Right. Just got to keep big Tua on the field. Yeah, his health, man. He he took some jujitsu and stuff. I showed you this offseason. He was kind of learning how to like take a fall and how to kind of protect the body better. So hopefully he learned some stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're 21 and 13 when he's the starter. So they're like, dude, let's just keep Big Tua on the field. But, like, you know, that's where I, there's no way I would take, you know, an over on their win total for the season. Not because I don't think they're a good team, but I'm like, what are the chances Tua stays on the field? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
not very high. Did you see uh, Jonathan Taylor is trying to get out of Indianapolis, and, and they said the favorite for the landing spot for some reason is Miami. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like if they because they can offer up maybe like Mostert or Jeff Wilson Jr. plus a draft pick, but for some reason they think he's going to end up there. But we'll see, dude. Isn't that crazy? Like Jonathan Taylor two years ago, unreal. And you're like, wow, this guy's going to have a great career. And then two years later, like, yeah, let's ship you out of here, bud. Yeah, you're not worth you're not worth the big chips. Like, they don't want to give it to anybody right now in the backfield. No, they don't. No, they don't. So the other big thing for the the Dolphins, which is huge, is Vic Fangio comes in as the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Some people might recognize that name from when he was the coach at the Denver Broncos last year. He was a Eagles quote unquote consultant, which. Uh, you know, people just do when there's not like a room like, to give them a D coordinator position. They just go, let's just make you a consultant. <laughs> he was Harbaugh's D coordinator when Harbaugh was with the Niners. So that they had a great defense back then. So Miami keeps kind of taking all these Niner scrap old dudes. Kind of seems to be working <laughs> for them. Bummer, Jalen Ramsey. I think he tore his ACL. Right? Yeah, he's. I don't. They, I don't know if they said for meniscus. Maybe but he's like. You know, I'm hoping it's December. Yeah. So we'll see. Dude, I I read something funny on Jalen. So how about, you know, when when we start winning the chips during the middle of the season and I go beep 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 when Jalen was with the Jaguars, apparently when he went in to negotiate his, his contract, he pulled it in a Brink security truck. Oh, did he? <laughs> He's like, get the chippers ready for me. <laughs> I maybe remember that. <laughs> uh, so so the Dolphins, uh, we expect to probably take second in the league, or do you think the Jets will do better than them? Uh, I, I think the Dolphins will take third. You know, and a lot of it for me is is the just the unknown of the injury, you know, bug there. Right. I think that's a solid point. But I think the Jets are going to play really well. But I don't think they're going to win it. Because you think the big Bills will. Mm-hmm. And big Josh Al representing Central California. No one dropped or no one picked him to give him a ride. Had to go to junior college and then go to Wyoming. From Fireball, California. <laughs> People might not even know. Or even know that Wyoming has a football team. <laughs> they thought maybe he went there to be on the rodeo squad. He's my boy from the Tahoe golf tourney, too. I got Josh's back now. <laughs> That's right, because he, he uh, signed uh, your son's, my nephew's uh, jersey. Took the pick. Yep, super cool guy. So, Josh, I'm sticking with you now. Did you guys blow up that pick? No, I will. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. get her going. Yep. Well, so listen, there's a lot people know about the Bills. They ball. They've got Diggs, Stefan, and, and they got Josh. But one thing I haven't really heard too many people chitting about is who they drafted in the first round, number 25, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, six foot four, 240 from Utah. And this guy balls while I was watching him. And then he kind of had a coming out party when they played USC. Utah was ranked um, 20th and SC was number seven. Utah beat him 43-42. And how about these stats for the tight end? 16 catches, 234 yards, and a TD. This guy balls. Mm -hmm. Um, And how about a little bit on his background here? He only played one year of high school football. And then he goes to... University of San Diego to play ball. They don't even give the scholarships there. It's an FCS school. And then 
he transfers to Big Utah, and the rest is history. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I saw that they expect him to kind of open up some some passing lanes where Josh has another weapon to go at because they can use Knox, the other tight end, as the blocking back or blocking tight end. Right. And Kincaid can be out there with the other receivers who are deadly. Yep. And the Bills uh, are actually, you know, one of the few teams that actually, because I think half the teams, literally like 16 of the teams this year, are switching at least one coordinator. Uh, the Bills actually have all, the whole team intact coming back both coordinators and the head coach yeah that was a little rough last year for josh switching to ken dorsey uh <laughs> so hopefully there's a little bit more cohesive unit here with these guys and they're on the same page right so we think the bills are gonna ball but how much do you think they're gonna ball like afc championship game do you think they uh they make that uh we have to get to another conference here for my my uh, seat. okay hey little i just little foreshadowing there no i i i don't think they're gonna be a game away from the super bowl okay all right but we think they're gonna be solid how about this the over under on how many ball games they win this year is 11 what would you take over i agree I agree. Even in this brutal, tough division, I think, uh, I mean, let's not forget that Josh was hurt last year. Yeah, and he, he had a little bit of, I mean, he was kind of getting, you know, some flack for having, you know, making some bad decisions in the red zone. I, I just think some of that goes away this year. Oh, it definitely does. And he those was hurt. Turn, those turn into wins. I mean, you know, the beginning of the season doesn't matter, but after like the first six games, like everyone's like, wow, give him the MVP trophy right now. I mean, like the the Vikings game comes to mind was in Buffalo. I mean, Jefferson's catch that turned into a loss for the Bills. That, that, that's not happening this year. Or when they played in Miami and everyone was about to go down with a heat stroke. Yep. Because they had them on the sidelines and it was like 100 degrees. Um, they only lost three games last year. This year, Bills fans will be happy to know they don't play Miami until December. So in you know in Miami and hopefully Von Miller's back and, and doesn't miss action. Well, exactly, and like their three defensive captains last year didn't play one single snap together, and so they're all coming back with Von. So stand by; these guys might come roaring out. First game of the season against the Jets is going to be legit. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Aaron? And coming out and showing everyone I still got it? Or is Josh going, come on, guys. I'm the young buck here. <laughs> Aaron's like 15 years older than me. I still got this guy. Yep. So. I'm with you. Okay, partner. You got anything else here? Oh, I do. I do. Uh, so, well, a couple things. Uh, first, we've got some new hats that are coming that are supposed to be pretty legit. So, uh if those of you out there that would give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you uh, do it, uh, we'll send you a hat. And you might be out there going, oh, I'd love to have a new Bolt hat, but I've already given them a review. Don't worry. Why don't you grab your friend's phone or your girlfriend's and just leave another one? Uh, Big Corey, that's you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Our military friend in, uh, in Texas sometimes is up in uh, the Oregon region. And uh, we'll give you the new Bolt hat. Yep. And uh, where can they find us on social media? Yep. Check out Instagram and uh, Twitter, or it's the new X, at Bolt Brady Picks. <laughs> and we'll hook you guys up. See ya.